0: seek to grow in our understanding of God, one of the challenges that we've discussed before is that there are elements of God's nature and his character that are held in tension with one another. God is holy, but he is also merciful. He is loving, but he also gets angry. He is strong, but he is also gentle. Part of growing in Christian maturity is learning how to hold these qualities all together in the one incredible God that we serve without losing any. We've been talking about judgment for the last few days, as Jesus talks about the end times. God is angry at sin, and his judgment is just when it comes. However, his mercy also doesn't change, even when judgment is present. Jesus continues talking about the difficulties that will precede his return. Matthew chapter 24, verses 22 through 28 continues. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, There he is, out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. So in the midst of natural disasters and wars and persecution, Jesus notes that if these days of horror had not been cut short, nobody would survive. That's how bad it's going to get. But for the sake of the elect, for the sake of the church, the days of judgment will be shortened. So there is mercy present, even in judgment. There is mercy for his people. And even as it seems that we, the church, will likely be here on earth for this struggle, it causes us to take a look at what some streams of the church believe about the end times, which is that the church will be raptured out of harm's way. It doesn't sound like that from what Jesus says here. And we're given the heads up by Jesus. Don't be deceived by anyone who claims that Jesus has come back. The testimony of this passage, as well as other passages in the New Testament, make very clear that when Jesus returns, it will be very obvious and it will be undeniable. The first time he came, legitimately he came under the radar. It was a bit harder to see him in that sense. But the second time Jesus comes will be anything but under the radar. So beware of false messiahs and false prophets who may look impressive on paper. I've told you ahead of time, Jesus says. You know it's coming, so you'll know what to watch for. So don't be fooled by anybody who's trying to tell you that Jesus is here on the earth already. The second coming is going to be as obvious as lightning that takes over the sky, which you can see from anywhere. So don't worry about being deceived in that way. If it's not as obvious as lightning filling the sky, then it's not Jesus. And there's an unusual phrase at the end of the passage here. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. There's a couple of possible meanings. It could mean that just because there's a crowd doesn't mean that the thing they're looking at is good, which is to say that if false prophets are there and they're gaining a following, it doesn't mean the prophets are godly. A crowd can get caught up over something that's dead and rotting inside, like vultures that gather around a carcass. It could also be a way of Jesus saying that when you see vultures, you know there's a dead body there. It's the equivalent of where there's smoke, there's fire. Jesus' return will be very, very obvious. Take some time to reflect today. How do we recognize false prophets, false spiritual leaders? What if they do the signs that scripture says that they will do? How can we tell if they're good and godly signs or whether they are false? We may not be fooled by a false messiah if we take Jesus' words here seriously, but what about false teachers and false prophets? How might we stay safe? How might we be protected as we look to what those are teaching and we see if God is in it?